You're listening to the Hotel Talk Podcast. And now, introducing your host, Jennifer Susky. Christine, of course, thank you so much for joining me. Um, thank you. So for those that don't know, this is Christine Trippy, CEO of The Wise Pineapple and author of Yes is the Answer. Uh, Christine began her career in hospitality <laughs> at the age of 17 as a van driver and laundry attendant, um, where she has uh, been in the industry now for more than 30 years with various management companies, uh, where she has received numerous accolades, including General Manager of the Year for Courtyard by Marriott. Um, so really, I guess really the first question is, uh, tell us a bit about your book um, and what inspired you to write it. Oh, awesome. Well, the book is my four steps to always respond positively and how you can change the world one yes at a time. These are the two main things. And if I could share anything with every service provider in the world, it would be these two things, how to do with these. And that I, that's why I just wanted to write a little snack of a book to, because I know it, with all the disruptions in, in today's world and distractions, it's hard to get people to read. So I wanted to uh, deliver this with just enough information to really inspire people and help them be the best they can be. And that's by always responding positively. So that's in a nutshell what the book is about. Definitely, definitely. So, and as I share with you, I've personally own a copy of the book. Um, it's available on Amazon for those that don't know. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's available paperback, hardback, and then I have it in Kindle version. Um, mm -hmm. I actually read it uh, on my trip to Hawaii. I took in December. I was on a flight. It's a nice, easy read. Um, very enjoyable. So definitely recommend it for those that haven't read it yet. Um, and, and if I was to ask now, looking, of course, into COVID world and the, the way things have changed for us, um, what would be your biggest takeaways for the book that you'd recommend now? Well, as a matter of fact, I am Monday, I'm starting a new course. It's a virtual course. And by the way, today is the last day to sign up if anyone's interested. I am going to be delivering oh, for the first time ever my Yes is the Answer training uh, on a virtual course. So I'm really excited about it. And a lot of the things that I'm talking about in the course, uh, I also am including some of the new COVID concerns that we're dealing with. So uh, I... I actually think nothing has changed. Hospitality is all about taking care of people, whether those are your associates, whether that's your guests, whether that's your stakeholder. So really nothing has changed. Maybe the situations have changed, maybe the questions have changed, the concerns have changed, but we are still service providers here to take care of people. And so really nothing's changed. However, I do address a lot of those new questions. Um, do you want me to give you an example with the masks? Yeah, right. It's okay. kind of it, that's that's exactly it. you. You talk to somebody, you can't tell if you're smiling, if you're frowning. I have a um, a good friend of mine. Whenever she talks uh, without a mask, I can kind of pick up what she's talking about and be able to read her pretty closely. With a mask on, I'm like I can kind of figure this out, uh, but it definitely creates a challenge. And in hospitality, we're all about our smile and that's what people see. And if they don't see your smiling, yes. they, it becomes harder. Yes, well, I have a couple of tips. Um, I've done a few webinars with some management companies, hotel companies that uh, on how to keep 
hospitality in hospitality with masks and six feet distance and no handshaking and all of that. So let me just give you a couple of tips with one, how to stay friendly and smiley in a mask. And two, I know that all of the hotel companies are now making it mandatory that awful word and required uh and, and so many of our associates are worried about this confrontation that we're gonna have with guests so i'm gonna i'm gonna share two things okay first of all with keeping the hospitality and hospital in hospitality wearing a mask let me just say this a couple of the tips that i have are when you walk into a hotel which is supposed to be a retreat a place where you relax and you're away from all the, the hubbub. <laughs> when you walk in and you see everybody in a hospital mask, that is disconcerting. You walk in and you're thinking, sucks, maybe I shouldn't be here. Maybe I should be at home. This is a bad idea. Hospital masks are not the way to go. I really recommend your mask is just like your uniform. You don't want everybody wearing crazy masks and, and looking different. And some of us in hospital masks, some of us with these crazy smile masks. You know, if you want to all be consistent and make room for a little fun and do that, hey, I'm all about making fun. I think you guys can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to make sure you're consistent, just like your uniform. Have everybody in the same one. Now, I know that Marriott has a standard that they don't allow their logo on a mask, which I honestly don't understand why. It's great advertising. It looks sharp. This is our new world. This is not going away anytime in the near future. I and mean, it will go away, pray to God. But in the near future, this is our new world. So why not present us welcome to Marriott? But I know um, other brands are okay with it. So if you're in a brand that is okay with it, I completely recommend having outfitting everybody with a Hilton mask or a Hyatt mask, whatever that might be, because I think it looks professional. The other thing is people can see your smile through your eyes and they can see, hear it in your voice. Additionally, one time we had a group when I worked at the Crown Plaza Hotel, uh, it was a, a hearing impaired um, uh, group, and we learned, no, I'm sorry, it was a, a visual visual impaired group, and we, uh, no, I'm sorry, it wasn't hearing impaired, <laughs> we learned sign language, <laughs> and but we learned how to say my pleasure, we learned how to say different things, and this is another thing you could be doing right now, anytime you're talking with somebody and you put your hand on your heart, that's another smile that you're giving to that guest. Welcome. You, you know what I mean? Oh, my pleasure. You know, even though, even if somebody doesn't know that sign language, putting your hand on your heart, that's a symbol of leading from the heart, which is something I talk about. Being confident, being empowered, and leading from the heart. So those are just a couple little tips on being friendly and smiley in a mask, okay? Then the other thing is, I know that with yes is the answer, I'm always talking about when a guest or somebody in your life asks you a hard no question. When someone asks mm -hmm. you a question that you know the answer is no, the anxiety of that hard no gets the better of you and your brain goes into a fight or flight scenario and you just want to rip it off and say, no, I'm sorry, unfortunately. And that's where we go wrong. The minute you say, and this is science, the minute you say no 
your brain shuts down to all possibilities. The first step of yes is the answer is to stop, take a breath, and make friends first. When you stop and you say, thank you so much for asking, you diffuse, your guest diffuses, and your mind opens up to possibilities because you're out of that flight or fright, that's hard to say, flight or fright situation. <laughs> and now all of a sudden yep. you can think of your can-do answers, okay? <laughs> so a lot of the situations that we're dealing with right now are guests walking in without the mask. And whether it's because of everything we've been through, whether it's because of the way we've been treated maybe the last few months, which has not been great, whether it is because of BSAs being called off and guest surveys being called off, mm -hmm. we a lot of us have lost our way with that service and we're just, this is the rule. So even though the guest hasn't asked you a question, you're already feeling that anxiety of the confrontation, I have to tell him to put a mask on. So again, same thing. Stop, take a breath, and make friends first. Welcome to the courtyard. We're so happy to see you. Uh, thank yep. you so much for helping us all stay well by wearing a mask. We have some complimentary if, if you don't have one. So now I didn't tell you what to do. I didn't shout, it's required, it's the law, it's, it's yeah. whatever. And all of those things are going to make the other person feel on defense. And now an argument will ensue. If you come at it in a hospitable way, you're going to get a much better response. I'm going to give you one example that just happened to me. I was vacationing, a road trip camping in uh, the upper peninsula of Michigan. We did a little road trip and I went, we had dinner at an outside restaurant and I'm all about the mask. I'm all about helping people keep well and doing the right thing and all that good stuff. So I wear my mask, all that. Um, but I and I took my mask off and I, I said, oh, you know what? I should go to the washroom before we take off because we're going to long trip. And I just ran back into the restaurant to use the washroom. And the minute I walked in, someone yelled at me, mask in the restaurant. And I'm going to tell you, I was pissed. I wanted to immediately yell back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I, I just forgot for a second. We're all just getting used to being superheroes and wearing masks every day. <laughs> so that is what's happening. And it's not anyone's fault. We haven't taught our associates how to approach mm -hmm. it without that fear in that hospitable way. Of course, they're going to feel on defense. Of course, they're going to get beat up when you approach it in that negative way. So I hope this helps somebody out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, and it actually reminded me. So um, I previously was with uh, Evolution Hospitality. And one of the big things that um, we worked with there, um, our uh, chief wellness officer, Dr. Romy, always uh, helped us practice the moment of pause. So uh, the moment of pause is exactly that, though. It, it, you can utilize on your daily basis and when you're interacting with a guest and taking that moment to stop you know, center yourself before you then engage in that. And you, to your point, it's just having those right words to say, um, you know, and getting that training out there and helping uh, change that mindset. Because as you said, it's here for now. It hopefully will be gone sometime soon and we can return to our old version of normal. Uh, but uh, it, it is where it is now and we'll, you know, have to make the best of it, especially in hospitality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, and, and, that, I, I guess, and I love that, that pause. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say, actually, with that, um, really, you know, the pain and pressure is being felt um, on our industry globally. So uh, much like yourself, I have numerous uh, close friends who have been affected by the pandemic, uh, whether it's those that have lost their position on their company and their property or remain at their hotel, um, but are tasked with, you know, reinvigorating and re-energizing um, their properties. Uh, with everything from, you know, finding a way to put heads in beds to creating a new safe environment that's safe for both your travelers as well as employees alike. Um, H Careers actually recently shared a um, guide and tip on how to stay motivated and how to keep your momentum while job searching for those that have been affected by that. Um, okay. They included setting a daily routine, uh, refreshing, and um, gaining your uh, refreshing or gaining new certifications, uh, setting re uh, measurable goals, and uh, to make sure to blow off steam, which always is the most important step, yeah. <laughs> especially in a, a job <laughs> search. Um, but what would be your advice uh, to those of us and those uh, of our colleagues that have been infected by this? Well, really the same things, and I've been doing those same things as well. I've done a couple of courses, I, and mostly what's helped me is helping others. And mm -hmm. I think if you're in hospitality, you're one of those people that when you help others, you, 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 it does so much for you. It's a win-win. Yeah. So I've been doing a right. lot of webinars with uh, other management companies just to pump people up and keep them positive, give them these great different ideas on how to keep hospitality in hospitality. And even though many of that that I've been doing has all been for free, volunteering my time, uh, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's helping me have a purpose because obviously I'm not keynoting in any big event right now. <laughs> I've started to do some virtual <laughs> training and things like that. Um, but you know, that's, it's challenging. Uh, I have a, a little story that I just heard that might be motivating for some people. Do we have yeah, time to please share do. that? So it's yeah. actually, a, I'm sharing this in my virtual course, as a matter of fact. And Robin Roberts, she is, you know, she's on, um, uh, a CBS news show. I can't remember. It's not today. It's a, Good Morning America, I think. I think. That's seven. I'm oh, okay, sure. yeah. She's on one of those shows. But she's had a, a long, illustrious uh, career in the public life. But when she was nine years old growing up in Mississippi, she just wanted to be in sports. But at that time, sports were only allowed for boys. So the only sport she could play was bowling. So she said, yes. I will play bowling and I will be the best bowler there is. And she went and she ended up getting winning a state championship for bowling. Then a, uh, it was called Title IX was passed and it opened up things for women and people. And she was able to uh, start playing basketball. And she was really tall. And in high school, she because she was the tallest one on the team, she played center because she was the star of the team being with all that height. So she was awesome. She played center and all of that. Then she went to college and guess what? She wasn't uh, the tallest anymore. She had to learn a new position. She had to learn to shoot from the outside. She didn't say, oh, well, I'm not good anymore. I'm going to give up. She didn't say, well, I don't know how to work that position. Forget it. It's over. She said, I'm going to learn how to play from a new position. And she did very well. Uh, so it was such a great lesson in that so many of us can take from because 
we're, our lives are so crazy right now. Some of us are on furlough. Some of us have been laid off. Some of us are thinking it's time to go into a new industry. And we don't give up. You just have to play from a new position. And whether that's now your role is three different things, whether that's you're going to do an, a new brand or a new hotel or a whole new industry, you can make it too in that new position. It was a great lesson. And it's uh, Oprah's Masterclass uh, uh, podcast that I listened to that you can hear, listen to her whole story. She's got a lot more lessons to learn. But I loved that. And I thought it was so prevalent wow. what we're all going through. Oh, for sure. For sure. Now, and that actually uh, leads me to my next question, which was going to be, what inspired you to leave the industry and set up, uh, you know, the Wise Pineapple? Well, gosh, this is just so timely. <laughs> but I, before <laughs> I left to start the Wise Pineapple, I worked for Merritt International. I was a senior manager of operations and I traveled across the country every week. I was on the road. I was your typical road warrior that's in your hotel every week. And I loved my job. I, every single, I swear, I probably have a hundred texts to my boss saying, thank you for choosing me. I love my job so much. I loved my job so, so much. And I love Marriott. And as I kept doing this and then wrote the book, and then I would have more and more people reaching out to me, we would love for you to come to our hotel. We would love for you to help us um, reach our goals, you know, and teach us what you're teaching. And, but I was, you know, in a, um, a position where I served Marriott and that, you know, I couldn't really serve all these other companies. So I, it really mm -hmm. kept coming up to mind. Maybe this is the time to branch out so that I can serve the whole world and not just one brand or one company. And so taking my own advice and knowing that if you are faced with two decisions, always take the one that scares the hell out of you. Because that's where the mm -hmm. learning and growth is. <laughs> I took my own advice. In January 1st, I went all in on my own company, The Wise Pineapple. Didn't end up being a good year to do that. <laughs> but I have learned so much. I'm continuing to learn so much. I'm serving the world. And that is what the goal is. Right. Change the world one year right. at a time. We'll see what's next. We'll see how this progresses and how I continue. Um, however, right mm -hmm. now, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, as you shared, uh, you of course, you have a course coming up, uh, which I'll make sure that we send that link out to everybody that's also okay. on the call as well. Uh, for anybody that wants to join in, just a reminder, today is that last day to register for it. So it is. definitely jump in while you can. We start um, on Monday. The class starts Monday. All right. Mm -hmm. So, and is it, uh, how is the uh, webinar set up? Like, how is that class going to go? Oh, thanks for asking, because it's kind of unique. What I do is I set up a private Facebook group. It's called Say Yes to You, and you're only allowed in if you've registered. So it's very private, just our group, so you can network with others, and, and we're going to do a lot of bonding in there. The, the previous course that I just did, Pineapple Power, was the same way. It went really awesome. We made a lot of, made a lot of great friends. So that will be set up every day at 9 a.m. I, I load the training for that day, so it's recorded. So if you're working or if you can't do it till noon, no problem. You can do it when it's good for you. 
And then at five o'clock, I do a live at five cocktail Q&A. So you can bring your cocktail. And uh, I do a live Q&A where we do a little bit more juicy information. We'll do some questions and answers. I'll, I'll definitely be sharing more uh, yes scenarios for that first day and, and whatnot. But uh, so that's what we do. And it's three days. It's a three day course. I drop the training. You do it. There's a workbook that correlates with it. I have you pause the video to do your work. And then we meet uh, live at five on our Facebook group. Very cool. That's nice. It's a very easy setup there and great way to interact. And as you said, network with everybody. Yeah. Um, and actually, so Jennifer, who uh, Susky here, we were talking to earlier. Uh, who loves your earrings and necklace there. Uh, she actually just asked a great question. She was uh, asking what you do daily to promote a positive attitude. I, I could oh. feel that your positive energy is getting through to the audience here. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, nobody warned you before you, you jumped on this call. I have a lot of energy and I'm just, you know, made up that way. But you know what? I'm human and I, I had a tough time during all of this too. Here's what I go back to every time that the two things we have in our control, pretty much the only two things we have in our total control is your attitude and your effort. How you show up every day and how much you're gonna put out there, how much effort you're gonna put out there. So, you know, whatever goal it is you're trying to achieve or how to keep positive, it's your, your choice. You decide how your day goes by your attitude and how much effort you're gonna give to it. Now, personally, I know some of my triggers, and if I'm starting to feel down, some of the things that always help me turn it around is to do something nice for someone else. So, uh, and also thinking about what I'm grateful for. Part of my morning routine is starting with my grateful journal, and every day I write in there something I'm grateful for. And actually, I don't even keep a, a handwritten journal anymore. I do it right in my phone because a lot of times I'm like, "Where's my journal?" Or, "Oh, you know." So I do it right in my phone because my phone is always on my hip. <laughs> um, so one, starting out the day with something I'm grateful for, and here's the magic in doing that: when you know that this is your routine, you do it every day you have to come up with something new every day. And it's honestly not that easy some days, especially these days. So all day long, when I notice something that I'm grateful for, I, I, I flag it in my brain going, oh, that could be what I'm grateful for tomorrow. And what it does for you is it starts to get you to look for the things you're grateful for all day long, rather than seeing the things you're not grateful for. So it's a really amazing, um, habit to get into to help you really exceed every day. And just a side note, if you talk to me long enough, I will come back to huddle because huddle is the most important thing you do every day. If you are a leader out there, mm -hmm. huddle is the most important thing you do every day. Everything begins with huddle. And if you end your huddle with shout outs for each other, recognition for each other, and you know that this is a routine, the same thing happens. Your colleagues and your team starts looking for the things that people are doing right instead of wrong because they know tomorrow I'm going to need to find a shout out. So a little side note there. The other thing I do besides um, starting with a grateful thought, um, doing something nice for someone else, this is the number one thing for me that helps me stay positive and that is exercise. I'm a runner, I, whether it's walking, whether it's running, whether it's hiking, whether it's riding my bike, whatever it is, that is what will always, if I'm feeling down, 
If I go for a run, I come back ready to tackle the world. Get moving. No matter what movement it is, moving will help you feel better. So that's my only two cents. Very good. Yeah, Jennifer actually was just uh, sharing just the other day when I was chatting with her that she was walking like four and a half miles or something crazy in the morning. I was like, it's like seven in the morning. How are you that far? <laughs> but up for you, to your point. <laughs> Five miles each Very morning. Good. That's well, awesome. I ran four this morning, so. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, way too much walking for me but it's great for you to that point maybe i'll have to start uh, competing with her to see who can get more steps in <laughs> yes yeah and you um, can even taking the elevator versus taking the stairs if you take the stairs instead of the elevator mm -hmm. you you feel different and energized when you get to that next floor i know when i'm inspecting rooms and i'm taking the stairs and all of that uh you'll you'll say movement takes you out of it and there are definitely, millions definitely. of studies that prove it. Definitely, I, I could agree with that. I could definitely agree with that. So, and then you touched on um, with your journaling, of course, that you have your phone on you at all times. And kind of thinking ahead, obviously, we're moving to a very much so a contactless environment for hospitality. Uh, what would you say your prediction is for, if you were to pick three things in the industry you think may change after all of this? Mm -hmm. Well, we already were in that change before COVID even, and I'm sure we will uh, uh -huh. evolve even more because of it, and we were going to anyways. That is the direction of where we, where we were headed. Uh, it makes sense, and it's convenient, and I know a lot of people want it, but we as hospitaliers just need to be ahead of it and know what's coming and how do we adapt in a hospitable way. This is a lot of the conversations that I've been having lately. And in my workshops, I have a lot of conversations on the, the, the verbiage we're using in our mobile chats. I, across mm -hmm. the country, and I, I've seen thousands of different hotels, mobile chats, and I'm telling you, we need help with it. We need to turn those, that, those, that, that vocabulary and that um, dialogue into that yes is the answer dialogue. I'm not seeing a lot of great stuff. So when you think about face-to-face, phone-to-phone, or technology-to-technology, -technology, we need to keep mm -hmm. the hospitality in all three ways we communicate with our guests. So I definitely know that that is um, going to continue to progress. But where I see us in five years, it might be more technical. It might be a little less face-to-face, -face, but I do not see us any different. I really believe in my heart five years from now, we are gonna be through this and we are gonna be thriving once again. The world will be traveling once again across the yep. countries. Um, we will be delivering legendary hospitality as we always have. It doesn't matter if it's digital, if it is in new engaging ways, we are gonna be creating memories, um, changing the world, <laughs> and creating amazing experiences for the guests that we serve and the, the, the teams that we serve as well. I, I absolutely, there's no doubt in my mind that five years from now, we are going to see a robust travel industry again. 
For sure. For sure. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And it's one of the things, you know, like you said, the industry was already starting to switch that direction and it's accelerating for sure. It's definitely pushing itself that way a bit faster, but you know, as you touched on, uh, those pieces of technology are really only meant to further enhance the hospitality experience. And if it brings that hospitality voice with it, that's, that's really key. Um, you know, technology itself is just going to continue to elevate the guest experience and ensure that, you know, to your point, travelers are going to return back and hopefully faster because these tech steps are being taken by hotels to protect them as well as uh, make sure that that comfort's there. And they're still feeling the, the love and the hospitality that we like to give. So. Absolutely. Um, well, we have a couple minutes left. I was going to say, do you have any uh, any other advice or takeaways you wanted to share with uh, the audience? Oh, awesome! <laughs> I got all the words. I could fill. <laughs> I could fill up for hours of words. Um, but I, I don't know. I was wondering, is there any like is this live? Is there any questions that anybody has presented that they'd like me to address or? Yeah, um, I think right now we are caught up on questions. Okay, um, I didn't anybody know how this has any. platform was working. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would just say that one of my main things for the last 33 years has been to change the world one guest at a time, and that is through sweet hospitality. And all I can say is I know that right now it's so difficult with all the changes every day there's changes and new standards and and new things to be scared about and worried about but i want you to remember every day two things that you have control over your attitude and how much effort you give and that your job hasn't changed you are still there to serve others every day show up with a great heart lead from the heart and serve the people that are around you your team your guests and if you go into it with that open heart you're not gonna uh, feel as scared or as worried or as or thinking that your your whole world has changed it's still the same you're still there serving your purpose to change that world one yes at a time so hopefully Wonderful. that helps <laughs> oh that's perfect i appreciate it. that's that's a great way uh to wrap up our uh, webinar today so Christina, definitely appreciate the time. It's obviously been a pleasure. I definitely am uh, going to have to take a little break. My, my face is starting to hurt from so much smiling and laughing today. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You. And uh, definitely, we'll be sending out that link afterwards as well as I'll include the link too to your book because I right. definitely would strongly recommend it for those who haven't read it yet. So thank you. Yes thank you as answer. well to, yes, yes is the answer. So again, available on Amazon. Uh, so thank you for everybody for joining us as well and everybody have a great day thank you thanks for listening and be sure to visit hoteltalkpodcast.com for more info and upcoming guests